Welcome to Sensemaking. I'm Carla Joy Treadway. I'm an integrated life and business coach, the creator of The Sovereign, and a seasoned wellness practitioner. I believe in investigating the truth. I mean the whole truth. And I bring on sensemakers of all kinds who are brave enough to poke holes in commonly accepted narratives. The world is wild, my friends. And with censorship, cancel culture, and pretend uniformity of opinion, we need more sensemakers who are willing to be who they authentically are, bringing their real-life stories and evidence to the table. Sensemaking will challenge how you feel about a variety of topics from health, politics, spirituality, culture, and more. I want to free you from thinking that you have to go along with the narratives. But mostly, I hope you find yourself in the stories we share here, sparking the idea that, hey, I'm not so alone in my thinking, after all. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Sensemaking. I'm Carla Joy Treadway, and today I'm interviewing Dr. Jennifer Vanderwater. I met Dr. Vanderwater through my work with The Wellness Company, which you've heard me talk about before, and you're gonna hear me talk about it more and more, mainly guys, because this world is filled with so many problems. Anytime I find solutions, that little glimmer of light, hope, any of those things, I go there. So the wellness company is a sponsor of the podcast. I have teamed up with them. I take their products. My husband takes their products as well. And at the filming of this podcast, they just made their way into Canada. This is not just a product company, guys. This is healthcare solutions coming your way. And we're going to talk about that in the podcast here a little bit. So get excited because guys, Canada has all kinds of red tape when it comes to medical care. And you should see how fast Foster is making his way into the system because you guys know it's, it's crumpling. It's not doing well. Now is the time to build new solutions. So very, very excited to see what materializes here in Canada. Now, Dr. Jennifer Vandewater is a doctor of pharmacy. She's from New York. She graduated from the Albany College of Pharmacy of Albany, New York in 2006. She's called the People's Pharmacist and is one of the founders of the Integrative Therapeutics Board of the Wellness Company. She's a global leader in reinitializing continuum of care processes between pharmacists, patients, and their doctors. This means developing an understanding that pharmaceuticals aren't only part of the solution that pa- uh, patients would consider for their wellness. She likes to look at the whole picture. So we're talking about nutraceuticals, vitamins, diet, mental health practices, and lifestyle changes. A pill is not the solution. And I love and appreciate that the wellness company doesn't discount allopathic medicine. They're not saying no pharmaceuticals ever. It's that they look at the big picture, the whole picture, and pharmaceuticals are the last line of defense, not the first. So I love, love, love where this is going. 
they look at lifestyle, <laughs> they look at your mental health, and they incorporate that into your plan and get you on as little pharmaceuticals as humanly possible. In this episode, we talk about Dr. Vanderwater's waking up story, her come to Jesus moment, if you want to call it that. She was working in the industry for a very long time, and it was not what she thought it was. It was not about helping people. It was a sales job. And there was very little connection between pharmacist and patient. And that experience is one of the first things that led to Dr. Vanderwater's waking up. Um, We talk about what happened the last few years. (laughs) We talk about this spiritual war that's going on. And of course, we talk about solutions. Before we get into the episode, um, I'd like to mention that the work that I do in real life, well, podcasting is real life, but you know, like my real, real work is the coaching that I do for awake and aware humans that want to level up in this world. My membership, The Sovereign, is here to help you build yourself up so that you can match the intensity of the world. We do coaching for your health, for your mindset, for practical things like wealth, wealth creation, and you guys get an awake and aligned community of humans just like you. Because friends, being awake is only step one. If you're not using that to change your life, you're missing the point. Being awake is a gift. The world is absolutely wild. It is intense right now and we need to rise up to meet the intensity of the world right now. That's how we get through this. We become better, stronger, more financially secure, all of the things. It's just time to get better. There's no way around it. No one is coming to save us. We just have to get stronger. We just have to get better. So I will drop that in the show notes. You guys can check out the community. I would love to invite you in this container. People that are in the sovereign that are doing the work are absolutely thriving right now. They're motivated. They're focused. They feel supported by this community. And they're moving forward with all those big goals and plans that they had prior to 2020 just like we should be doing right now. Don't let the world stop you, friends. Keep on going. With that, I'd love to get into the episode here. I think you're going to find this episode inspiring and motivating and all the things because I know you guys love solutions too. So get ready for the show. Get comfortable. If you love this episode, please consider sharing it to your stories. Uh, Send us a message. We love to hear from you guys. And let's get into it. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. I'm Carla Joy Treadway, and I have with me today Dr. Jen Vanderwater. Dr. Vanderwater, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Carla. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad um, that you're here. Uh, I was just telling you off camera that I recently listened to the podcast that you did with Sunit, who is a really good friend of mine, and I just loved every single minute of it. You're a doctor of pharmacy. You're called the people's pharmacist, uh, and you're joining us today from New York. Uh, for people that don't know you, can you give a little bit of an introduction of, of who you are and uh, 
what what people can expect from you today. <laughs> sure. Yeah, happy to. So yes, I'm a doctor of pharmacy. I've been in pharmacy since 1998. Um, my journey kind of began as a pharmacy technician, um, working in the local uh, like Rite Aid that we had in town, really enjoyed being a part of the community. And I just knew at that time, if I could, you know, get my way through school, through pharmacy college, I think I would better serve the community as a pharmacist. So I was very excited, went down that path. By the time I graduated pharmacy college, which was 2006, the industry really changed. I mean, I believe it was probably something already in, in progress in the late 90s, but by the time 2006 rolled around, the programming and the indoctrination of pharmaceuticals and over-the-counter products over versus natural care, like that was the number one choice, really took a stronghold. And I really believe that that stemmed from um, advertisements and propaganda on TV and radio ads and in magazines. Um, all of a sudden, pharmaceuticals became, you know, first line, frontline treatment in every way you could imagine to tell the people about it. And so what I noticed as a pharmacist, the community changed and shifted where everybody needed um, to just get a quick fix they had a pain, they wanted to solve the pain. They had an issue, they wanted to solve the issue. They didn't want to dig deep internally and see what could be the root cause of that problem. So those are just things I noticed early on and I attribute it to advertisement, just putting things in front of people and then thinking, this is the, this is the fix, this is the cure. And then what I also noted as I was out of pharmacy, out of pharmacy college was people were not really having quality of life. And in pharmacy college, a lot of times they're talking, you talk about, oh, give medications and people will, will live better. But I wasn't witnessing that. And that was bothering me. So I'm like, wait a second, someone on 10 medications isn't doing as well and looking as well as someone in that same age bracket on two medications. Something's going on here. And I, I didn't have answers. I didn't know what was happening. So I, I call these moments through my whole career, starting out as a pharmacy tech and working my way through pharmacy college and my early years as a pharmacist as God moments. These are moments where little things were revealed to me throughout my career to show me and have me question, but I, I wasn't at that moment given the answer. For me, the whole picture became clear around 2020 when everything happened. I started to realize, I was like, you know what? This is a virus. It goes away in the summer with the heat and sunlight. It's going to fade away. And then it didn't. It intensified. And then when I heard hydroxychloroquine as an option for treatment, I did some research and I was like, oh, this is fantastic. We, we've got something that's going to help. This is good news. And to know that quercetin was the natural version of it. I'm like, we even have it. And this is just, I was super excited, but the intensity kept picking up. And then we had an election and then I started seeing things really start to play out. And then I realized when they were pushing the injections, I said, well, of course, they don't want to say that something works because there's something bigger going on here. There's a bigger plan. There's something actually happening. And so I, at that moment, you know, decided I can't participate in this kind of a system. I cannot work um, dispensing medications when I see the writing on the wall, when I see what's really going on in my discovery, I came across the Rockefeller Institute of Medicine and realized um, what they had done in the early 1900s and realizing with the Flexner report how they removed all holistic institutes 
from like mainstream, like it was no longer accessible. They bankrupted a lot of them. They went after and, and even murdered many holistic teachers and um, practitioners just to silence people so that the truth of healing wasn't coming out. So my journey is, is very unique. My awakening isn't like this big aha moment. It was more like little pieces kind of coming together that brought me to where I am today. And I, I call myself, like you say, the people's pharmacist, because I took an oath to answer to the people, not to big pharma, not to big government, not to big ag, none of those you know, entities, I answer to the people. I am the people too. So I want to give to them what I would want someone to give to me. Hmm. That's, that's been my journey too with, with medicine. It's taken a long time. I, I trusted the system because I trust doctors too. You know, a lot of them are my friends and I know that they're good people. I know that they care for me and it's been decades. It took decades. I was slow. You know, I, I would have a condition. I'd be given a pharmaceutical it wasn't getting better. Like for example, a, a stomach condition. I had a really, I, I don't know what was wrong with me, but they prescribed PPIs and different acid inhibitors. And I just kept on getting sicker and sicker and they kept upping my dosage. It was one quick Google that said, um, don't stay on these for long periods of time can cause stomach cancer. I was like, oh, <laughs> well, let's get off of these. And I ended up seeing a natural healer got me better, but I didn't learn my lesson. And I had extreme hormonal issues at one point and the doctor's cure was birth control and then a hysterectomy. Now I did take the birth control. I didn't do the hysterectomy. I was on birth control for a long time, did remedy some of the symptoms causing some of their own. And eventually I wanted to get off of it, went to a naturopath, 10 days on a diet, 10 days on a diet and all my symptoms went away. 10 more days, I got off of the birth control pill. 10 more days, all the other things that were going on, fibroid, shrinking, everything shrunk. I think she gave me one natural supplement and this diet and all my symptoms went away. And I thought, my dear God, they were going to remove my body parts for something I could have just altered my diet around. Right. And where else would that have manifested? Like that that's the question. People are so quick to think, let's just remove a body part. Let's just remove something that is meant to be there for a reason. And a lot of times too, people will take a medication and it will cover the symptom. Like you say, with your stomach, like all these things will mask, but you're not getting to the root cause of the problem. And then down the road, it's manifesting somewhere else. So you can't really brush these conditions under the rug and just say, oh, here's a pill. You're going to be okay when it's going to show up somewhere else. The thing is the mainstream doctors aren't making that connection. Like they're just looking at our body. Like each is its own section and we're not sections. If you look, we're connected from head to toe. So something that does happen in your toe could affect your head. And like, they're not realizing that there's this connect, this connection with our body and it is mind, body, spirit. That's an alignment we need, which is not discussed, not taught at all in, in college. And you're not made aware of, you know, how your thoughts can affect things or your connection to God can affect things inside your body. And all of this has just been like so eye-opening and, and kind of this aha. That was more the aha for me, really, when I understood what their agenda, the, the other side, what they were trying to do and take away from us. And then realizing 
what power we actually have as an individual, as a people. I was like, oh my goodness, they've just been hiding that from us and using, like you say, good people. The doctors and other pharmacists and nurses out there, they're not bad. They're just misguided. And sadly, to try to tell them something, there's a little cognitive dissonance that takes place. They don't want to be told that all that time, you know, studying and learning and gaining knowledge, paying huge amounts of money was all a lie. You know, it's a hard thing to wrap your head around and you have to unlearn to relearn. Um, But I'm super excited to hear your journey um, that's incredible to hear and to know you you sm- spent time with a naturopath and diet is really a huge part of this, which we, again, another thing. So I say big food and big ag, they're not our friends. They're not trying to supply us with quick and easy meals. They're using that, but really it's slowly poisoning us and hurting our bodies in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a really basic fact that they suppressed from everyone who was actually really getting sick from this virus, right? It wasn't young, healthy, fit people at all. Um, And because we were protecting certain narratives um, or certain identity groups too, no one wanted to just say like, hey, if you're overweight right now, it's a problem. And I understand that that's not a quick thing that you can fix. I completely understand that but they weren't letting people know who was actually at risk. And this thing went on for three years. You know, in three years, you could have lost some weight. You could have got a little healthier. You could have started eating better. You could have made some changes. Maybe we didn't know that in the beginning. Maybe we thought it was gonna just be quick and done and we needed a quick solution. But the one thing that red pills me every time, anytime I've ever thought I was crazy, anytime I ever thought I was second guessing myself, I remember what they did to early treatment. And let's say, let's say you're dead set on the fact that that ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. Let's say you're dead set on that idea. Fine. We're in the world's deadliest pandemic that we've ever seen in our lifetime. And you gave people zero tools to stay healthy. You didn't tell them vitamin D. You didn't tell them quercetin. You didn't say lose weight or stop smoking. And I, in the beginning, didn't question it. Um, my family's traveled all over the world. We've lived in other countries. We've had lots of vaccines, no problem. I was going to get this and a cardiologist ended up uh, staying at my in-laws bed and breakfast. And he told us, do not take this thing. It is not good for you. And he gave me a whole protocol. Take this much vitamin D, vitamin C, quercetin. He did prescribe ivermectin and some other things too. And I thought, wow nobody knows this nobody's given thing just oh um yes there's a deadly pandemic and uh just stay home and if you're dying then come to the hospital and we'll put you on a ventilator that's the plan that was the plan and and you mentioned vitamin d okay and they would say stay inside don't go outside um sunlight has vitamin d and like they're telling people going into springtime right? It's springtime on our side of the hemisphere. It's springtime. And they're telling people to stay inside. Now, how many people, like especially older people, like you're saying, the young, healthy people probably still did their own thing because they were young and healthy and they thought they were probably invincible anyway. So a lot of young people, I would see them jogging with their masks. They were at least outside. But a lot of the older people, you know, our grandparents age, 
they probably were afraid to go outside and they're the ones that really could have benefited from that vitamin D and that fresh air or walking barefoot in the grass. I mean, you were just cooped up all winter and now it's springtime and they're telling you to stay indoors even longer. So I, I think that was another part of their wicked plan to, you know, injure people more or bring them closer to having symptoms. You know, your body becomes unwell. Everything was COVID during that time. You had the sniffles, it was COVID. You went, just had the test and it was positive, it was COVID without symptoms. I mean, everything was COVID. It was like unbelievable. So how many of these people that we, you know, are around in our areas where we live really were afraid didn't go outside and didn't didn't take precautions and you know suffered greatly because of it or i'm sure many have even lost their lives and they blamed it on everything else and it was due they blamed it on covid when it was really everything else like they they really never took time to understand what was actually happening to people i mean it was sad and not getting out then you're taking away the touch component the interaction you know heart to heart you know, actually being around other people and sharing and talking and laughing and all those things that bring on health, that bring you into good, you know, a good vibration, a good frequency, they took that away. And so there was a lot that happened early on. And it's sad for me to see the people today that still believe in that and think there was something there. It's like, oh my goodness, like, think, just think about life in general. Look at animals in nature. They don't hide you know, they, they interact, they herd up, they flock up, they come together. And they're telling us in, as humans to not do that, to not come together. Um, of course, I didn't listen. I'm sure you probably didn't as well. We still had Christmas and Thanksgiving and every holiday you could imagine. We still did our own thing. I didn't stay inside. I went outside and I just thought, well, I know what I know is that getting outdoors is good for you. And I told family members the same. You know, I told family members, get outside, don't pay attention. Some listened, some didn't. But, you know, I tried to share what truth I could. Yeah, that's right. Can you tell me more about um, the industry of pharmacy? Because that was clearly such a big aha to prepare you well for the last three years. You said that you were witnessing, like you went into this industry to help people. This is a, a, a easy touch point for me to work in medicine where I can really help people make a difference. But you were seeing that people were getting sicker. They were getting put on more medications. Working at a pharmacy, how do you gauge whether or not someone is being a good pharmacist? Is it because your patients are getting better or is it is it something else? How, how is like performance reviewed as a pharmacist? Yeah, well, sadly, we are never looking at the patient as getting better. Um, we That's never been something we've looked at. A good pharmacist, sadly, in the industry is one that could fill the most prescriptions without error. That's really mm -hmm. it. To make you a good pharmacist, if you can stand at that computer and check prescriptions all day, because you have, a, it's an assembly line. The pharmacy is an assembly line. You're at a counter. That's why they call it working the bench, because you're literally at a bench and you have a computer monitor in front of you, and then you have down the line from you. So every pharmacy is kind of set up the same way where you're the last checkpoint as a pharmacist. And then after you check it, it gets moved down and goes to a cashier who would bag it and have it ready for the patient. On the other end is the drop-off. At the other end is a drop-off. So the patient drops a script off, that technician starts to fill it. It goes to a filling station with the technician that counts it, labels it, 
and does their own verification. And then it comes to the pharmacist and the pharmacist makes sure all the information on that prescription matches everything on that label. And we make sure there's no drug drug interaction or drug disease interaction that's flagged. So we're doing a lot of the DUR drug utilization review. So what makes a good pharmacist in the industry is if you can perform that task of standing there for 12 hours a day, maybe you get a lunch break, maybe not, and making sure you're 100% error proof. That's it. Hmm. Don't, it's not looking at the patient. It's not looking at a patient. It's looking at profits, looking at numbers. And the more numbers you get, the more numbers you can check and fill and have the lowest error proof, you're highly qualified. Um, it's an easy, I mean, really, when you think about it, it's an easy task to do. The, the drug utilization review is obviously the most difficult. It could be time consuming. You could stop your workflow and have to go do a little research to make sure if there's something there or call the doctor. And sometimes if you worked with a certified technician, you would say, can you call the doctor and follow up on this and get me some answers because something's not right here. But for the most part, it's not a hard task for me. It was so mindless because I was just checking. I'm a people person. I wanted to get out. I wanted to engage. Someone had a question. I was like, I'm out. I'm going out. I wanted to leave that workstation and look at somebody and talk to them and hear about their day. Look out the window for a moment and just see life because it was so robotic and so assembly line that it just didn't fit. And, you know, I worked for this guy, independent pharmacy, great guy. And my first week there, he says, someone's up in the office that wants to meet with you. And I was like, okay. So I go up to the office and this guy is like asking me all these questions. And it was the weirdest encounter I've had. After it's over, he goes, okay, I was sent in to profile you. I'm like, my boss is having me profiled. I was like, I'm so confused. I'm like, what for? He says, well, he wants to make sure he puts you in the right position. He doesn't want to put you somewhere that you don't fit. He says, but I'm blown away right now at your profile. I'm like, why? He goes, you're not a typical pharmacist. He says, every other pharmacist is very analytical, very type A. He said, you are like vibrant and you want to get out there. You're supposed to be with the people. You're not supposed to be behind a computer screen. And I was like, I know, but I became a pharmacist for the people. I didn't want to be behind a computer screen. I love being involved in the community. I loved having interaction. And so that was the, one of the first times where it kind of really hit me. I'm like, I'm not like the others. You know, I'm not like the rest of them. And there are others like me out there without a doubt. But, you know, in that moment, it kind of hit me that the majority of pharmacists were just, you know, very analytical, easy to keep up with the numbers. They loved having the job where they just checked scripts all day. And there was no, like, no life, no life force. It was, it's, it was very boring. Um, so um, that's, that's what I can say. I think what you're saying should be what's evaluated. And I know we'll get to this a little bit later on, but with the wellness company where we have freedom from pharma, it's an amazing program where people, if they're wondering, geez, you know, I am on five, six, 10 medications and I want to make sure I'm on the right medications or should I not be on these? Or is there an alternative that's natural I can use? Or maybe it is masking the root problem. Like they really have these serious questions. We have Freedom from Pharma at the wellness company where really how we gauge it is helping people be in wellness and helping people come off of unnecessary prescribed medications. And the way this program works is other pharmacists like myself, we call ourselves a wellness pharmacist because we're not of the big pharma agenda. 
the patient will come in and have consults with the pharmacist and start going over a lifestyle. Like you say, nutrition and diet, you know, um, medications you're on, supplements you're on, what brand of supplements are you taking? Because some brands are not full of the actual potent ingredient you need. And so through that, you know, discovery and through that, um, you know, planning, it's, it becomes a journey for the patient to work their way to go meet with the provider and start deprescribing and coming off of unnecessary pharmaceuticals. And we've had a good 10 plus people so far that have come off of unnecessary medications and they all feel great. So I look at it with the wellness company, what we're doing is exactly what should have been done, but was never going to get done because they're the motto out in the pharmacy world of big pharma is profit. It's not anything else. Well, that leads so perfectly into my next question. Like in, in contrast, when someone comes to the counter and they get a certain medication, does the pharmacist ever get in the way of the doctor? Like, does the pharmacist like in the old system ever say, oh, you're still on this or the doctor wants you on this, but are you aware of these side effects or does the pharmacist just do they find the order from the doctor and hand it off to the patient? Like, what's that like in terms of side effects? Is it only if the person asks? Um, how, like, I know the list of side effects can be like pages long in a document. How much of that knowledge is actually given to the person at the counter? Or is it more just transactional? It's really more transactional. Um, the only time is if there's uh, some interaction that we have to tell the patient, like take with food, avoid, you know, this or, you know, avoid sunlight. Some medications will cause you to burn. So the only time a pharmacist would actually go and engage with the patient after filling the prescription is that is for that reason. If in the process, like I said, of filling the prescription, a drug utilization you know, red flags. And we're like, oh my gosh, we need to call the doctor. So there are times where we're like, we got to verify. Uh, a lot of times it's for heart conditions. You know, some medications interact with the antibiotic and you don't want to give someone that could have arrhythmias or afibrillation. You don't want to give them those two medications because that could cause some disruption. Um, also patients on blood thinners with certain antibiotics, you don't want to have their blood go thinner or thicker. So you want to just check with the provider and make sure that they're aware. Sometimes the provider says, yes, they're monitoring because it's only like a five-day treatment. Other times the provider will say, oh my goodness, oh no, I'm going to get back to you on a new med. So those are the times where there's interaction. But what I know you saw and what I saw take place in 2020 with ivermectin and even hydroxychloroquine, I even saw it with z -packs. I saw it with steroids, the prednisone people were getting, the, nebul uh, the nebulized steroids and solutions. I could not believe how pharmacists were overstepping at that point. We always call the doctor and verify. So if there was a pharmacist and they're listening to the agenda, okay, they call the doctor and the doctor says, no, I still want ivermectin even though it's not approved for COVID. The pharmacist should just say, okay. And note that on the script, you make a note, you know, called the office on 517 at 1230 p.m., spoke to Dr. So-and-so, and they want this patient to have this medication. So it's noted in case anything were to ever happen, you've got it noted that you called the doctor. So if there's an audit or there's a problem, you pull out that script and you say, I called, here's my proof, there was a problem. Never have I seen where a pharmacist just goes, we're not filling it. We're not filling it, we're told not to. 
That was, was interesting. Was it top down or was that the pharmacists themselves saying, you know, I've been watching a lot of mainstream news and seeing that this is horse dewormer. Was it a decision from the pharmacist or from something up above? I think it was a little both. To be totally honest with you, from people I spoke to, because I was actually at that point, I was talking to pharmacists all across the nation. And these were the kind like myself who were like, what is happening? What is going on? And I probably spoke to maybe 200 during that time for like a year and a half. I was connecting with a lot of pharmacists and they were talking about some of their colleagues. So some of the colleagues were deciding for that pharmacy what they were going to do. So even though top down, yes, it was coming. A lot of times the pharmacist can still make the decision. Like in when I was working and practicing as a pharmacist, if somebody came in looking for syringes, I had the right to say, I'm not selling you syringes because I knew they were a drug addict looking to go shoot up in the parking lot and then go drive their car and probably murder someone. So for me, in good faith, I would say I'm not selling you syringes today. I had that I had that right as a pharmacist, but I've never refused someone medication. So the pharmacists were taking that right of good faith effort and taking it to a whole nother level and actually interfering with someone like we talked getting early treatment and that is actually very crucial because if it was a friday afternoon and the pharmacist refused to fill it and now that patient is sick trying to get somewhere else you probably figure they've already been sick for a few days because by the time it really took hold you know the virus and the sickness they're now like five days in and now they're not getting their therapy that we know is going to start working immediately so how many lives actually were were actually put in jeopardy due to the pharmacist refusing to fill it? But yeah, definitely both ways, top down and and could be the pharmacist making that decision as well. Well, and the, the narrative that the public would have saw was that those early treatment options were dangerous, but you guys as pharmacists would have known that they had an extremely safe drug profile. Exactly. Even though it's off-label use, the profile was safe. I mean, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin are over the counter in other countries. Pregnant women can take hydroxychloroquine. Think about that. There's like nothing safe for pregnant women and hydroxychloroquine is safe. And here we have pharmacists refusing to fill these prescriptions just for the diagnosis, which pharmacists, we're not there to fill something for a diagnosis. Our job is to make sure that that provider wrote all the information correctly, the dosing, the quantity, you know, that is our, our role. Efficacy is not, you know, our role, our role is safety. Now, if I were to go into a pharmacy today here in Canada, and if I were to ask what the side effects are for the COVID injection, they would tell me sore arm, mm -hmm. maybe a fever, that's it. Now we know it's not a tinfoily talk, that it causes myocarditis, that it's caused menstrual issues, that it's caused death, seizures, Bell's palsy. Why aren't they telling people when you directly ask a question like that? The pharmacists are not made aware. That's exactly it. They're not there. They are told the same talking points that is coming top down. So if they, I mean, I even have to do my continuing education credits to keep my license. I have three licenses that are active, but I'm not practicing pharmacy. Um, it's a pain to let them lapse. So I just keep them active, you know, just in case I don't ever see myself going back into a pharmacy, but maybe there would be a good one someday I could walk back into. Um, but I know when I do my credits, the, those training, oh my goodness, I 
literally am like holding myself together because they are such lies and propaganda on those trainings. They don't tell you the truth. They only tell you those, like you said, sore arm, fever. You might get a reaction where you're sick for a day. That's it. And I'm like, that's not it. And I've had many people come up to me where they have a teenage daughter who now has seizures, blood disorders. I've had, like you say, heart issues. I mean, it's everything. I have not met anyone yet who said they've lost a family member, but I hear of other people that have. And it's very sad to think that these pharmacists look at it, like you say, tinfoil. They're like, oh, you're just uh, believing into the conspiracy. And it's like, no, it's happening. Talk to people. Their life changed after that shot. Yeah. You just can't make that up. I have a a friend, Kristen, they have a a film out right now called Invisible Fences. Um, She was a doctor. She took two, but no, sorry, she only took one after her first within 20 minutes, um, basically developed a severe neurological condition, can barely walk, hasn't been able to work for years. And it's acknowledged by a neurologist that it's from this. Yet the government of Canada refuses to put her into the system, recognizing that this is an injury. They refuse to pay her out and no one will treat her. So she's receiving no compensation, no treatment. The media refuses to cover it. How many people out there are going through that? That's why people think it's safe. It's because they completely censored and smeared this whole thing. It's, it's evil. And clearly, you know, this clearly, you know, that there's an agenda here. How did you make your way from this traditional model and then over to a company like the wellness company? Well, like I mentioned briefly, when I saw things kind of coming together and I I realized like that moment where the picture became the puzzle pieces came together, picture became clear. I was like, okay, something's going on here. And through my, my digging and through my research with the Rockefeller Institute of Medicine, the Flexner Report, and honestly, these satanic Illuminati, I mean, really starting to realize what's going on. I was like, oh my goodness. And then I even came across pharmacia, what pharmacia meant and pharmacy. I even have the chill saying it to you right now because it just, I cannot believe it. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's really happening here? And so I started realizing and researching that we are not artificial. And when you use synthetic petroleum-based meds and you're getting all these adverse reactions, it's because you're putting something toxic into your body and your body's reacting. I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay, a rash is your body's responding to this is a poison. We got to get it out. We don't know what to do. A headache, nausea, all these things are like what happens when you're exposed to toxins. And in my research, I was like, I'm not feeling comfortable sticking with traditional medicine. But when I was looking into and talking to others, looking into natural ways, there's first of all, one product, one ingredient has so many amazing health benefits and it comes from the earth. It grows naturally. Like it's not bioengineered. It's not synthetically made in a lab. It's actually comes from the earth. It was created to give into us so that we could have what we needed to stay healthy. Um, that completely shifted for me. And, you know, I was speaking at an event one time, this was October of 2021. And I kind of paused 
in talking about this and talking about how I felt so used by big pharma, like, oh my gosh, I went out and dispensed all these medications, counseled people on them. I never gave injections. I was never a certified immunizer, but I filled a lot of prescriptions for people. And I recommended a lot of over-the-counters and I recommended certain pharmaceuticals for people to go talk to their provider about, because that's all I knew. I was so trained in it, even though something never felt right. That's all I knew to say. Um, And as I was speaking at this event, and I kind of came out and said, I feel so used by big pharma. And I just kept going. I just kept going on in my speech. And after it was over, this lady came over to me and she says, I have a message for you, a message from God. And I was like, really? She says, yes. She says, when you said you were being used by big pharma, she says, God immediately told me, no, God was using you. He was putting you there to show you and, and expose to you what's taking place in darkness so you can bring it to light. And I went, wow. And even to this day, like I look back at my whole life, like growing up as a kid and, you know, living in the country, I never would have thought like I would be in the position I'm in with the wellness company, helping people on such a big platform. I'm just blown away and I'm so grateful and thankful. But my goal is not to be looked at like, oh, Jen knows everything or she's got. No, my goal is to empower others. I'm here to empower others. I'm here as a guide. I'm here to direct them to knowing who they are, having health sovereignty and owning that and understanding what we have around us, growing around us to use that for your health and not be independent. I'm not saying quit your pharmaceuticals tomorrow. I'm not saying that all pharmaceuticals are bad. I'm just saying, let's let's figure this out and not jump to pharmaceuticals as first line. I think we need to look at other things, especially like in your situation, being young, having these weird anomalies, instead of looking at, let's just checkbox you and give you treatments, they didn't actually look at you as a whole, as an individual and try to come up with a plan. And I think through my research and reaching out to people across the nation, I started connecting with people in a lot of freedom fighting movements, going to rallies, going to events. I end up meeting Dr. Heather Gessling, who's our COO of the chief medical team at, at the wellness company. So I met her, actually, I was at that same event with her in October of 2021, but I knew her a little bit before that. So we met, we connected, we really jived well, and she reached out to me a year ago in May. So last May, and I was walking around a farmer's market, and she's she texted me, and she just says, can you jump on a Zoom? I'm like, so I text her back, right now? She's like, yeah, I'm like, it's Sunday. I'm at a farmer's market. What kind of a Zoom is this? I was like, what do you mean? Like, and she's like, it's really important. I've got a great opportunity to share with you. So I said, I'll call you when I get home. So of course, the rest of my day, I'm like, what is, what is going on? What does Heather have? And at this point, I was not working anywhere. I was in between jobs. I was not sure where I was going to go with my career. And so um, I got home and I called Heather and she starts explaining this to me. And this was like one weekend, one weekend of the wellness company coming together and talking. And she's like, I need to bring you in on this team. I'm like, well, what if, I said, you guys are like medical doctors building like a virtual care telehealth platform. Like what, what could I bring as a pharmacist? She goes, all I know is you're a warrior and I need you in this fight with me. And I said, I'm in. So I then went on a a, a Zoom with Foster. That's when she got me to meet Foster Colson, our chairman and founder. And we talked for like an hour and he says, I want you on the team. And I said, okay, I'm in, sign me up. And so from then on, I've been with the wellness company, but I really believe 
that my my path was ordained. It was divinely guided to get me to where I'm at, meeting the right people at the right time, being true to myself, not getting bitter and angry and frustrated, but staying positive and hopeful and encouraging. I think you have to choose to not let the darkness consume you when you see it and you really know what's happening. You've got to still be that voice of hope and encouragement. And I think through that, you're rewarded. You're rewarded to be to be moved into a position to then help more people. I love that the wellness company, it, they're not saying no pharmaceuticals ever, no allopathic medicine ever. It's saying it shouldn't be the first line. We need to look for the actual issue, the root cause. Here, let's try some lifestyle things first. Let's try some natural alternatives first. And then if we need medicine, sure. But the goal is to actually to get you off of dependency on medicine. Mm -hmm. And obviously the best part is that you guys seem to all be unmanipulatable. (laughs) You're not going to give me something because you're getting paid to do it or you were told to do it. You're just going to offer a suggestion if it's right for me. And that's what medicine should be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the one thing I love about the wellness company too, is because we are here to recommend. We're not here to dictate. And yes, we have our own supplements and our own products, but those are recommendations and we open source all the ingredients. Nothing is hidden. So if someone says, well, I don't want to buy your product. Okay. Well, there's all the ingredients. You know, the strength, everything's there. We are not trying to hide anything. We are just coming together to formulate a product, to get that available to the people just to have it. I mean, it's not, we're not trying to hide anything or, you know, take advantage of people. It's just, we are trying to come together. And really the reason why we have our own products too, when we were in the beginning looking to, um, you know, bring, bring in other companies and their products, we were testing some products. They weren't very pure. So even some really, you know, good name, big products, we were like, ah, you know, maybe we should just do our own. And that's kind of been how we've been rolling since the beginning. We're better off just doing it ourselves, you know, having it be our own name, our own team. And we've definitely, you know, hit some bumps in the road, as you would expect, go back to the drawing board and figure things out. And that's what I love about us is that we are working together as a team. None of us come in saying we have all the answers. We lean on each other for support. And I mean, I love it. I can't say enough about being a part of a team like this. And it's it's so nice. As I always say this, I feel like I'm finally living out my destiny. Like all those years mm-hmm. sitting behind the computer and checking prescriptions and wondering, like, is this it? Like, how am I really mm-hmm. helping people by being in an assembly line and checking scripts if I can't even have like a 10 minute conversation with them? Um, now that I get to engage with the public and even speaking with you and getting things out to your, you know, viewers and your audience, it's something that I never would have thought. And I think it's going to help a lot of people. hundred percent. Um, my husband and I take the spike support and I was just thinking about my friend, Kristen, again, who's vaccine injured. Um, so you guys offer products, but also telehealth medicine. Are there things that, um, you guys are, are doing for vaccine injured people? I know that there's, there's so many different ways that someone can be injured. Is is there a clear path to healing? Are there some things that you're dabbling with, trying with? What what are you witnessing in terms of vaccine injury? Yeah, def- definitely. I mean, the spike support is is a good thing because what happens in those who 
you know, took this injection. Now your body is manufacturing the spikes. It's, it's designed for your body to start manufacturing these spike proteins. And these spike proteins increase inflammation. They go to your vital organs. Um, that's why you're having such extreme you know, effects and reactions, because that's where they're accumulating and your body's just mass producing them. And your immune system now is weakened and is like confused, like what is going on? So the spike support is really, really going to help both people who are unvaccinated with vaccine shedding, and it's going to help those vaccinated with these, um, you know, manufacturing of spike proteins. So that is definitely key. Number two is definitely going to be diet you know, um, certain diets, avoid certain foods, you want to have the, the least amount of inflammatory foods. So no sugars, no processed foods, no real big carbs, you know, more meats and um, clean and whole food, you really want to avoid anything processed. Um, another thing too, is possibly some detoxes, because there is graphene oxide. So like a zeolite or um, EDTA, you know, you want to start detoxing the body, I do recommend, though, not to use those detoxing those chelating agents for very long because it will also pull your good minerals out of your body. So I recommend it like a few weeks on and then coming off because you don't want to be using something so continuously that you end up throwing your body into more of an imbalance by stripping some good minerals that your body needs. Um, supplement support too. So, you know, your body now, your immune system is weakened and it needs the support. And we actually have immune boost formula with the wellness company. And I'm I love it. I mean, I, the things it's lacking, I'll say what you need to take on top of it is vitamin D and K. We don't have vitamin D and K in there. Um, but we have quercetin. It has reishi mushroom, which reishi mushroom is amazing to help boost your white blood cell count. Bilberry, which is a potent antioxidant, oregano oil, which really, really is, is helping again, boost your immune system, helps decrease, um, inflammation and helps work with the antiviral effect and antibacterial effect. Um, vitamin C. I mean, just amazing formula with good, good ingredients in there. So keeping your immune system boosted, you know, and your vitamin D levels high, these are all things that are really necessary for those that took this injection. And I think as you go through and do some of these detoxifying processes and these cleanses, you'll start to see you're not, I, I can't say you're not going to be completely healed, but maybe you'll start to see less of those occurrences. If there's seizures or reactions you might be able to have things more under control. So I recommend that to people all the time. When I, I had this one lady come up to me about her 17 year old daughter, like you say, it was like 15 minutes after she took the shot, she went into full seizures and uh, nobody wanted to admit that that was due to um, that her taking that shot, which it happened at the pharmacy. Like she fell to the floor at the pharmacy after receiving that shot. And so I talked to the mom and I gave her all these same tips. And I said, listen, I think it's a slow process. I really recommend a naturopath. I think a naturopath is really going to be key into, um, into helping to with a formulate a plan and a process, or you can come to the wellness company. We're at the wellness company. We have doctors who are understanding what this injury is, where we can do lab workup. We can, you know, get ivermectin. Ivermectin is really helping people with vaccine injury. Long-term use of ivermectin helps to keep down that spike, um, you know, threshold. So there's a lot of things that are out there. Again, it's not talked about. A lot of people don't discuss it. And I think that some people suffering can maybe get some relief. Is it easier to get things like ivermectin now? Like I know when I was prescribed it in Canada, there were only two pharmacies in all of Canada that would fill it. And they had to do 
do it in secret. They had to do it in secret, secret codes, like you couldn't get it anywhere. And anything that I'd ordered internationally was stolen at the border. I think I ended up getting one package through. Is it easier in the United States to just like prescribe it now that we're not like in a pandemic anymore? So yeah, and it is easier here than for you. Definitely for sure. Um, but what I will say that I notice is happening here. So because there's an awareness now on ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, the big chain pharmacies, so whether it's your CVS's, Walgreens, Rite Aid's, or it's even your grocery chains like Costco, Walmart, um, those pharmacies here in the US will tell you or will fill that for you. But what happens is the patient goes in, if it's for COVID or COVID prevention, then they run it through your insurance and your insurance kicks back what's called a prior authorization. Then, well, we got to check with the insurance company. We got to go through all this stuff. So the pharmacy sends the provider all the documents. The provider could fill them out. Maybe not. But if they do, the insurance company is still rejecting because it's for COVID. So what I tell people all the time is if you get an ivermectin prescription, don't take it to those pharmacies, which I personally think you shouldn't use those pharmacies anyway, because they're not helping us. They're working against us. We should support those businesses that work with us. And so I tell them, always find a local independent pharmacy, do your vetting. You have to call them because not all independent pharmacies are mission aligned. Some sadly have fallen prey to the propaganda. So it's really important to just find out and everyone's like, how do I find out? Well, call them and ask them if they'll fill ivermectin for COVID. That's your vetting process. But as soon as you hear the answer, you're going to know whether you want to go there or not. And there are pharmacies in the U.S. too that are good pharmacies that are, are um, licensed nationwide that will actually send those, mail those prescriptions out to you too. So we have some with the wellness company, some preferred pharmacies that ship the medication. So if a patient's looking for ivermectin, I don't recommend going to the bigger stores, stick to your local stores and, and know who you're, who you're doing business with. Okay. Well, we just received great news in Canada. I think it was two days ago. We have officially the wellness company in Canada with a whole roadmap. That's not just supplements and things that you can get, but like telehealth medicine. And I don't know if you know what's happening in Canada, but our healthcare system is not doing so well. We still have mandates on nurses it's crumpling. Um, you know, people always praise socialized healthcare. It's not that good. It's not that good. It's really crumbling now. You know, if I need to, if I break my leg, I can go and get into a hospital. No problem. That's great. If I have a baby, it's not going to cost me anything. But if there's actually something wrong with me, good luck getting your tests in a timely manner. Um, tons of Canadians drive across the border and they'll just pay out of pocket to go to the States because we're just not getting the care that we need. Sorry, it's really noisy back there. We're not getting the care that we need. And watching what happened the last three years, do they even know the right answer for me? You know, if I walk into a hospital and everybody's still masked and pushing the vaccine, I'm like, I don't know if I trust you with anything else right now. I it's only true. can talk to one of doctor. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it is exciting to launch in Canada. Actually, when we launched in the US, that was our number one request. Everybody was like messaging on any social media. When are you guys coming to Canada? And we're like, oh, my gosh, like uh, it was like a real big need. And there is a roadmap, like you say, to bring those services that we have here in the US 
to Canada. But as you are aware, which I was made aware, wow, the difficulties and the hurdles that we're going to have to overcome to make things accessible. So we do have to start our products for Canada. Um, we're going to have well care um, play on words, so to speak, you know, so that you guys will have a way to have a have a consult with a provider to maybe get advice, um, wellness lifestyle support, wellness guides. Um, I know there's going to be the wellness fitness too coming with like videos and you can subscribe to all the things and have it all in one place instead of having it scattered. And I, I just think the stuff is great that we're going to have for Canada. I am saddened. I was so surprised when I found out how a lot of the providers there are being stripped of their credentials um, and even their college credentials. Like it's not just, okay, we don't have the license. Well, now you're no longer a naturopath. What? Like, how do you even do that to people? I am so blown away. Um, and I'm just happy that we can help, you know, our friends to the North and hopefully make the radical change that needs to happen for Canadians so that this way you're not in that position where you are like, I can't, I can't get the help I need. And if someone is willing to come in and offer that service that the government clearly cannot provide or that the government chooses to not provide, right? Like, which really is it, you know? Um, but that's the thing. They don't want someone else to come through because this is what I notice, And it's not just US, it's not just Canada. It's all over the world. Is the government creates the problem and then likes to come in and be the one to fix the problem, but they never really fix the problem. So their plan yeah. is to keep you in this cycle. You're a hamster on a wheel, just chasing after nothing. And you're never gonna get anywhere. Um, I always say the power is local, and I'm sure it's the same in Canada, too. Local is where the power is at. Take back your power locally. You know, start doing things as a community. Start putting up, you know, your own kind of borders, right? How do you want your community to be? And come together and work together to keep out what is not necessary is going to help your town, but it's going to harm your town. I mean, I see it here where I live rural New York, okay? We had Indians as our mascot at our high school. They removed Indians because they said it was racist. And the worst part, you're not gonna believe this, the people that drew our mascot are natives to this area. And the <laughs> Indians went to the meetings and said, we want to keep this. And they said, well, who are you to say it's racist? Um, They're the Indians? You know, it's like, <laughs> how backwards is this? So. I really say we got to come together locally because they are starting to infiltrate. It's not a, you know, a worldwide, like it's at the higher platform, it's down to the community level. And I think that's how we're going to be able to fight this. But I do believe you're going to see a lot of great things coming with TWC Canada. So sorry about that noise. I <laughs> TWC gives me just so much hope and it's for me personally, um, being like, quote, awake does not mean knowing about all the bad things that are going on. There's no point in being awake unless you're using that information to change your life. So when I see a solution like this, this is why I've been talking about TWC nonstop. I'm like, guys, look at this. There are solutions. Use this. Uh, if you're not upgrading your life right now, then yeah, there's just, there's no point in being awake there. There's things to do and things to do differently. And this is what Foster did. Okay, I'm not just gonna be obsessed with the problem. I'm gonna do something about it. 
and he worked so hard and so fast to get this into Canada. What a nightmare to try and get healthcare to Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's doing and it. And we haven't even been TWC USA for a year. So to have Canada wow. launch before we, before we even reached our year mark, that just shows you. And yeah, Foster works at a whole different speed. Like I've just learned from the, I, I sent him an email early on. I was trying to get things moving. And I said, I said, I need, I need to know what's going on. Like I got my, my shoes on my, and I'm laced up. I'm ready to run. He goes, Oh, I love that. I didn't realize what kind of shoes I needed to keep up with Foster's pace. Like the, he, if somebody tells him it's going to be four weeks, he's like, it's going to be two. Like, okay, like, okay, we can do this. Yeah, we can. So he definitely works at a different speed, but I believe it's his caring heart that drives him. Like he really wants to offer things for the people and he wants us to be a success and not a success so we can be living on yachts and in mansions, a success so we can provide jobs for people that got kicked out, that got kicked out of their, their jobs, nurses, doctors, secretaries, medical assistants, like you name it, people lost their jobs and we can maybe offer that when we actually have you know physical locations in the US and in Canada. I mean, think about that. He's looking at it from a higher level that sometimes those trolls come in and think it's all about profiting. But you know, he's he's trying to make a better way. And instead of fighting the old, right? So, so all of us could sit there and fight and waste our energy all day. We're now building the new. And that's mm-hmm. what we're doing, providing the new solution. And it's not governed by anyone but the people because we're not taking any money from big pharma, from any big government. It's really the people who come to us, who buy memberships, who buy our products, who use our services, you're the ones. And then we listen and we hear what you say, okay, this isn't working. Well, we'll come together as a team and we'll tweak it. We're okay to pivot. We want to be able to move in what's necessary for the people. And that's what I love about it too. We listen to what people are saying. We're not just here for ourselves. This is not about us. This is really about doing doing good. And that's why I just love being a part of a team like this, because it's so different from anything I've ever seen in my entire life. So different. There's no red tape. You're just here to help people as medicine should. Yep. Well, I appreciate your time so much here today. Um, I'm already on, I'm I'm on the spike support, but I've been looking at a couple others. Um, I've been looking at the mitochondrial support. Is there anything else I should be taking? What's Foster taking? Whatever he's taking, I want that. He probably takes everything. Okay. Like I honestly, we get on calls and he's always taking everything. And then sometimes he's like, I'm taking extra. We're like, no, 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 don't take extra. Like this is a recommended dose for a reason. Like, yeah, he takes everything for sure. He loves the products. He, I mean, even Z stack, you know, like all the stuff we have. Yeah. It's great. I mean, the mito is going to be good. It helps with brain fog and energy and cell like rejuvenation. So if you are suffering any of that, I do recommend that that will help you. Um, definitely a multivitamin too, or even bee pollen. I mean, a lot of people don't even know how beneficial bee pollen is. And especially people that suffered from COVID or even um, injuries, bee pollen like works to build your body up where it's lacking. Um, so, and it's, it's actually a food source more than a supplement. You know, it actually is really good to add to like breakfast in the morning or some people just down the spoons. You know, I don't know. I whatever you do, I put mine in capsules because I don't know. It makes me kind of nauseous. I don't know why the bee pollen, but it smells good. Um, I think I've had it on on yogurt and like um, smoothies, and I've liked it that way. 
but yep. I'm not making the, I'm not making a smoothie like every day. So that's where I'm like, darn, how am I going to get my bee pollen? I got to make smoothies every day. <laughs> Some days I'm very busy that I just don't have the time. So um, that's a really great product too. So, I mean, we have so many to look through, um, but I definitely mm -hmm. think if you are taking the spike support, the Mito is good to add to it. And maybe just last, I'll, I'll touch on the memberships because I don't think people know about that. I just purchased mine and I saw as we're releasing into Canada, um, 99 cents for the membership. Can you tell them about like, like why why get a membership? Are they going to be like, oh my God, another, another subscription, but why is this good for me? Why is this going to save me money? Why is this a really good idea? Yeah, sure. So you don't have to be a member to benefit from anything that the wellness company is offering. We're not closing our doors saying, oh, you can't come here because you're not a member. But the membership does a few things. So one, it helps us. You know, it helps the wellness company for someone being a member. But how does it help you? Well, you get free shipping. So you get free shipping on your products. And I'm not sure Canada might be the same way. So I don't know for sure. You might have to just check on what Canada's like. But I know in the U.S., it's free shipping if you are a member um, and you get good discounts. I mean, really good discounts on our products and our services. So if you look at an appointment, um, you can save a lot on your appointment. The products save a lot on the products. And I know the basic membership we have here in the U.S., um, ours is not a deal right now like you have in Canada. But if someone in the U.S. wanted to upgrade to one wellness which will be coming to you guys as well at some point in the future, One Wellness is like an all-inclusive membership. So you get your appointments with your providers unlimited for the month. You get access to freedom from pharma. So you get to have, anytime you need a consult with a pharmacist, you've got access to that anytime unlimited. You get 10 you know, different free supplement bundles a month. So you get to pick from 10, pick 10 and get them for free under that one wellness membership up to 10. And you can change your bundle each month. You can choose what you want. You're like, okay, I'm definitely gonna use these. Or the next month you can change it out and say, you know what, I'm gonna switch it up and pick a different one. Um, and then you still get all those amazing discounts on the specialty services. So here in the US, we have allergy-free, which is an immuno sublegal immunotherapy drop um, to help people come, you know, not have allergies. Um, we're having food allergy tests coming. We're having uh, hormone replacement therapy through essential oils coming. I mean, these are all amazing, natural, you know, ways to try to help people. And when you have that membership, you get huge savings on that. So, I mean, I recommend if any one of your listeners are um, in the U.S. to really check out the One Wellness and stay tuned if you're in Canada because it will be coming soon. I just like how transparent you guys are like on on the website it'll show you like this is how much the product is um if you want to go buy all the ingredients separately like this is what it'll cost you so yes it's a company which is funny sometimes people in the freedom movement are weird about anyone making money which is such a ridiculous idea we want people in this community to thrive and do well so yes, this is a business, but the business model is so transparent. It's like, look guys, we're trying to save you money. We're gonna save you money. We're gonna get you off of pharmaceuticals. Also, how what does it actually cost to be sick? <laughs> it's very expensive to be sick. So I just love that everything is super upfront. No one's pushing anything on you. Everybody's helping you save money, get better, get off of all your other drugs. So I just need everyone to keep that in mind. If you're like buying anything, it's like this company actually wants you healthy and they're doing it at 
this incredible price that isn't possible if you go anywhere else that I have seen. It's true. I am not a financial expert. So when I see these numbers come out, I'm like, I don't know. I can't tell you how they're doing it. I have no idea, but they, they have to figure it out. And I'm just, as long as I can keep going and I can keep making a difference, I'm going to keep doing it and let the financial people stick to what they do best. But I I do, people ask me all the time. I've been asked so many times on shows, like, how can you guys do this? I'm like, I'm not the financial guy. I'm on the medicine side. So I have no clue, but you know what? They're doing it. And why are they doing it? Because profit is not our number one you know, target here. Our number one is is care. It's care before profit. And like you say, yes, every business has to have some kind of a margin of profit so we can stay in business. I mean, it's typical, any economics you look at, you have to do that. You can't give everything away for free. Everybody else that you employ has their lives and their homes and their bills. Like you have to be able to support your community. And yeah. so I think it's amazing that they can do what they're doing at the price that they're doing. And it just makes me happy part of a team and say that and actually just say like, yeah, it's it's not a bad price at all. So what we're doing is really trying to just bring something to the people at a good rate. Well, everybody should be cheering you on right now. If the wellness company does well with someone like Foster in charge, we're looking at hospitals one day. We're looking at new healthcare systems one day where doctors are prescribing what you need to get you help. Like we need this. Our healthcare, especially in Canada, it's crumpling. We need an entirely new system. This, mm-hmm. this is this is ground zero of that. So that's super exciting. That keeps my head high um, more and more. Like we're three years into this. I am trying to just keep my attention on everything that is good and right and going well while I side-eye the world. I'm side-eyeing it, but no, Mm -hmm. like no more doom and gloom. We got to focus on solutions now. So I really appreciate you coming here and sharing everything about your journey, but also the wellness company, because this is going to give people a lot of hope. Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy to anytime, any questions, happy to answer them, happy to give hope. And I just want people to know that there's no point in living in fear. The solution comes from within, like you say. And I think part of their propaganda and their brainstorming and their programming has been to keep you as the hamster on the wheel, living in fear, thinking there was no way out. Some of us just decided to jump off that wheel, you know, and say, no, we're going to make a new way. We're not going to keep doing the same old. And I am so grateful and so thankful that that God chose me and saw something in me and said, here, take this and now go with it. And I'm hoping I can bring it back tenfold. Hmm. Thank you. That was so, so good. Guys, I'm going to tag the notes in the show here. If you want to learn more from Dr. Vanderwater, if you want to learn about TWC, the memberships, the products, we'll make sure that all of that is in the show notes. And uh, let us know if if you want to bring on more of these amazing awake pharmacists, awake doctors. Um, I know I really honestly can't get enough because it's just, it's refreshing. Yeah. Refreshing to talk to you too. It's nice when you're talking to someone like-minded who gets it. It's, it's, it's a good feeling. hundred percent. Awesome. Thank you so much. Wow, guys, what a show. I have some amazing guests coming down the pipeline here. Uh, credentialed experts. We have scientists, doctors, lawyers, all sorts of next level Um, guests coming on the show. So I can't wait to bring you this material. 
Again, if you get a lot of benefit from what we do here over on Sensemaking, please consider hitting the subscribe button. It helps us a lot. Share an episode to your stories. Tag us. We'll make sure to get you in front of our audience too. It, it just really helps us build awareness around the show. And to be frank, guys, Instagram, Facebook, all of these platforms, it's, uh, it's a little dicey. Right now, it's a little dicey. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to be on these platforms forever. So building the podcast is a huge tool so that we can continue to build this amazing truther community, this awake community. Um, I don't even know what to call us anymore. Can we just call it like good humans, good humans seeking truth? (laughs) The world is wild, friends, but people are waking up. People are waking up. So have faith, put your attention on all that is good and right. And if you need a community of awake and forward focused individuals, again, check out my community, The Sovereign. We would love to have you in there. Um, If you're curious about the wellness company or anything we talked about today, uh, check out the show notes. Everything will be in there. Um, Yes. Thanks again. We love you guys. Thanks for being here and we'll see you for the next episode. Wow, guys.